With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and thanks once again for downloading another episode of the Glasgow's Green Podcast, a.k.a. GigPod. I'm Stevie. And I'm very happy to say we can finally talk about another Celtic win. The 2 0 victory over Kilmarnock at Celtic Park was a vital win. It included a much needed goal for Shane Duffy and a clean sheet for a defence that has been criticised beyond belief in the past few weeks. The hope is that it's significant going forward now. Of course, while there's a lot of good things to talk about, sadly I'm joined by Rizzo, who will no doubt find a way to complain about this afternoon's performance or results. So take it away, John. Hello to all our fans out there. No, no, nothing bad about the result. I thought it was a good result, much needed win. And I thought we played well. We created a lot more chances than we have been in recent weeks. And that's due partly to the fact that Lenny's finally picking the right team. But I just wouldn't go crazy overboard. We're back yet. Like some people, no naming any names, have. I think we played better today than we did on Thursday. Defence was much less... Uh, ropey, although, I mean, Kelly didn't really have that many chances. But, I mean, it's looking a lot better than it did la- this time last week, which was a catastrophe. Talk about the lineup. I predicted that Neil Lennon would learn a lot from the midweek win over Lille. Um, I said that he wasn't going to drop Soro or Turnbull. You had a lot of cynical people going, no, Brown's going to just come back in. I personally didn't see that. I, I felt that he was going to stay with that exact same team. I thought maybe the keeper would have changed, but indeed, he kept Soro and Turnbull in the team. And Connor Hazard held down the number one spot. Did you have any moans about the team pre-match? Because I did not. I was one of the cynics, of course. Of course you were. Thought Brown would be back. And of course, Lenny said after the game that the players that go to the cup final are likely going to be back at the cup final next week. So that'll be Brown back and Soro Turnbull out, unfortunately, likely. But we'll talk about that later. But uh, no, it was a, a sensible team. Tumbles, let's talk about him, he's just brilliant. I thought it was better, I thought it was better against Lille because today I thought Tumble's decision making was shooting eh, rather than playing in people like Edward, maybe Frimpong at times, but again, I'm sure that'll get coached into him to start maybe releasing the ball a bit quicker. I'm not saying it was bad, I think Tumble being in gives us a, a, a new energy, 
it really he does up the tempo when he gets the ball because he's looking to go forward instead of going sideways and back, which works me so much as you know. Yes, he's still obviously not a finished article. Not that we're saying that he he is, but there's definitely signs there that if he gets the ball and sort of just knows when to release it will be even better, and he'll be even better as well. No, I mean, it just seems, when you look at his two performances overall in the last few days, it's unfathomable that he was left out for so long when we were struggling so badly, especially in the middle of the park. And Lennon was saying that he was one of the players that needed to get fit, but when you see him, he didn't look as if he was struggling in the game against Lille or today. No, I don't know what Lennon was talking about there, but then... <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know, but uh, no, I thought uh, Tumble was. I thought it was very good on Thursday, and I thought he played well again today. Sorrow's been great as well. I mean, this is a guy who was so at the picture a couple of weeks ago that we let him go and get married, and now he's. Uh, he should be. I know it's only two games, and I'm not going overboard, but he should be uh, a first pick for now on, and I'm going to be a tad upset. Let's say. If he's not uh, playing in the cup final or at Ibrox. Yeah, same here. Because I felt against Lille, what suited him was the fact that they actually came to play football against us and we could exploit the gaps. But today against Kilmarnock, very much a different game where they didn't go all out for it like Lille did. But I still noticed there was a lot of gaps in our midfield. However, Sorrow did a lot of mopping up very, very well. Like you, I wouldn't be raging, but I'd be... Certainly disappointed if Sorrow didn't keep his place in the team for next week. Um, we'll talk about that down the line because I want to talk about future fixtures um, and we'll talk and focus on the cup final as well. But today, totally dominant, 26 shots in goal, 10 on target, 64% possession. How much of this was down to us being good though and how much of that was maybe perhaps down to Kamala being really toothless and pathetic? <laughs> I need to get my digs in at the jobbers, you know this? I know, uh, a bit of both really. I was much more confident about the day than I was about St. Johnson last week. I mean, I know you think St. Johnson are the biggest jobbers in the game, but they were on a brilliant run until they, as usual, jobbed to Livingston yesterday. So I was concerned about that game last week, but I, even though we've been playing poorly, I didn't think Kamarnock were really going to do anything against us. I thought they'd sort of play defensively. They did for the most part, and... I was always expecting us to win. I was just a wee bit worried that when we missed so many chances in the first half, especially, that might make it an arse it. But we got a bit of luck for once. We either uh, his goal, and uh, there was never any problem after that. So we're always going to win the day, I thought. And it's a good start, and we need that to go on. So you can't complain about the last few days, but I'll try. It really is Christmas cheer for you, John. But even at half time, like I logged on. I mean, I avoided social media and all that Aye. during the game. And uh, I looked at half time and I saw everybody moaning saying, This is only going to go one way. We've seen this story before. And I'm like, We've definitely dominated the game. We've controlled it. We've created chances. We haven't looked under any threat. And we're actually getting the ball. We're going forward with it. We're being direct. We didn't look under any pressure either. The defence was a wee bit deeper. It wasn't as high, but Kilmarnock never had anything they could really punish us with or catch us out with. And I thought, all it'll take is a goal in the second half. And John, I think Stevie's right again. Come on, admit it. I don't know. I mean, I suppose we should talk about, like, after we did the uh, the podcast last week when we thought, who knows what's going to happen about Neil Lennon's future, the board came out and backed him. They said that they'll review things in January. 
I mean, I think there might have been a panic for people at half time that I don't know we're going to drop points again, and it wouldn't have mattered though because nothing's really going to happen with a manager until January, so to say. I think some people do like to be dramatic online, though. <laughs> not over, I'm not naming names or that, but you do get the impression they're doing it just for a reaction. Because I never, I mean, I could understand the hysteria against St Johnston and against Ron's County, where we created next to nothing and we looked disjointed. We didn't look like that today. Um, it was a very decent first half showing. All it was missing was a goal. I, I just won't understand the the hysteria. I think it's panic. I think it's panic as well, to tell you the truth, because, I mean, we don't talk about Rangers, but they still keep grind route wins, and we are still all the way behind. And any time we drop points in the next few games, before Ibrox would be dreadful. I mean, we've still not given up in the league, especially after the last two games. We're still clinging on but if we drop points again then before Ibrox that's it well I did say if we didn't remove Neil Lennon from his position as manager and I thought the league was done but after seeing Sorrow and Turnbull in midfield and after seeing a wee bit more energy within the team and the fact that I'll get back to it later the fact that Michael Johnson's back and that could be such a huge thing for us massive bonus you know my thoughts on him and I just feel that while the manager should definitely still f- face a lot of criticism for that European uh, campaign, absolutely disgraceful and it's unacceptable. I think if we can get some momentum and form behind us going into that game at Ibrox, I don't think I'll fear the game at Ibrox as much as I was like a couple of weeks ago now. I don't know, it's still early days. I mean, it's looking better than it did uh, like this time last week, as I said, but it's still very small like steps. I mean, I wouldn't go overboard yet. And I wouldn't even go overboard if we win the cup next week. But the signs are there that things are slowly improving, and I just hope at the end of the season we'll no ruin the like absolute garbage we saw like in like for most of October and November that has really put us like in trouble in the league. And I hope we'll no uh, living to regret it at the end of the season. And like I don't know, I just wish that. Leonard had brought these players into the team earlier. I mean, as I said last week, I can understand Scott Brown. He's like always playing because he's been one of our main men for God, like thirteen years. He's probably been the main man. But as I said last week as well, his time's probably gone, and we're so much better in the middle of the part than now. And that has to continue. And there's no reason for it to stop. The, this partnership has won the last two games, which we desperately needed to win. I don't care what the board said. Lennon really needed to win the two games, and we've done it. So there's no need to break up the partnership. Just we've got, and I'd say the same about keeping Connor Hadzell in goal. I mean, he's not letting let anybody down. I don't know even know if he's eligible to play in the cup final next week. He probably will be. So I'd start him at Hamden as well. Even Shane Duffy, who's been much maligned, I thought he did well today as well. So. The signs are good. See, you haven't put a downer on the game or anything. Well, let's talk about a few positives then of today's game, where it was Shane Duffy, who performed actually well midweek and along with Julian next to him. He had a lot more protection too, especially with Sorrow sitting in front of him. Celtic didn't play as high a line either. I felt today we didn't even put ourselves under pressure when Kilmarnock weren't going to be doing it, and we just looked really comfortable. Um, I thought his header was really well taken. Is this a turnaround for Shane Duffy, this particular game? Or again, is it baby steps, as you're saying? Still too early to tell. I don't know. I thought the day was his best game in a while. I thought he played well for the most part. 
I still don't know if I'd pick him in my best Celtic defence. Uh, the now, I think I'd rather play Ayer and Julian together. But I'm home as a turning point, but I mean, I'd still be concerned if he was playing uh, at Ayerbrook, for instance. But if he did, he'd be desperate to make up for that because he was poor when uh, we played Rangers in uh, the first game this, uh, this season. And he'd be desperate to make up for that. I felt when we signed Shane Duffy or Neil Lennon, it's more mismanagement from him because he should have really understood the strengths that Shane Duffy can play to. Like, in a back three, that was never going to work. And it was found out time and time again. And Lennon persisted with that. But now he has changed that. He's put Duffy in there. And he said, like, a player like Soro, who can provide much more protection in midfield like, um, when Scott Brown clearly couldn't. It is good to see that he's getting positive headlines instead of slated because <laughs> he went through like two months of complete hell. I mean, all right, he's getting that 50 grand a week that Celtic are paying him. I'm sure that he'll feel better after that. But, I mean, he must have been going through absolute torture with the criticism because it was relentless. He will be desperate to do well because don't forget, I doubt he'll be at Celtic next season. I can't see he's paying like the money. Uh, keep him and like we don't even know if the manager will be there next season so he knows that his time at Celtic might not be uh, a long time so I mean I'm just hoping that if he stays in the team that he can be this dominant defender that we all hoped he was going to be well after a poor couple of months tell the truth the signs are slowly there that he's getting there now behind him we had Connor Hazard who kept a clean sheet today he had a really good save at the end of the game probably Basic, but he had to keep his concentration up even in the injury time. And the big question now is, do we stick with him in goals for the final? I don't see why not. But then what Lennon said after the game was he was going to, the people that got us there might well come back. So Fraser Foster's going to come back then? <laughs> uh, Scott Bain, I would imagine. He played against uh, Aberdeen in the semi. I hope Hazard starts. And I mean, I don't see the point if we're going to play him then drop him from the cup final, and then bring him back in the next league game. I mean, he's not done anything wrong. I, I just don't see why we should change back. So no, I hope he starts, but I wouldn't be shocked if it was Scott Bain. What do you think? Well, I wouldn't be shocked if it was Scott Bain, but then that adds another dimension onto things for the season ahead, because remember what I said at the very start of one of the earlier Gig Pod episodes, John, where we could be in a position with Bain and Barkas not being fully trusted by Lennon, right? Mm-hmm. Hazard then comes in. And then what happens if Hazard has a really ropey spell? Do we rotate there and Barkas goes back in? And it's going to be a lot of shades of 0405 where we rotated between three goalkeepers. There was never any consistency, and we all know how that season panned out. But to answer your question, no. I wouldn't be stunned if Bain's thrown back in goal. I hope not, though, because Hazard... Hasn't looked out of place at all. He looks like a keeper. Um, he's a big unit of a boy as well. You know, think about it. If he plays against Hearts next week, we keep a clean sheet, we win the game, he picks up a winner's medal. It's going to give him even more confidence. It's going to give the defence even more confidence. There's a consistency there as well. And for this run coming up, it can only be a good thing to have a winning team with a winning goalkeeper behind you, surely? Yep, I would agree with all that. Uh, I would start him. I mean, there's no reason not to, as you said. It's quite interesting as well because Lennon said that he sees a lot of similarities with Craig Gordon and Connor Hazard. And it's quite interesting as well that it'll be Craig Gordon that's going to be in goal for Hearts in that final. I hope he's better in penalties than Craig Gordon. (laughs) 
Yes, correct. Now, moving on to another big boost today. I was personally buzzing. I've always said it's vital that he stays fit and he can take his chance when he's given it in the runner games ahead. Michael Johnston being back. Oh, Mikey to the other fans out there who want to call him that. But that was great when he came. It was great when he came on and he was just looking to get involved. He was looking to fucking hit a free kick at the end of the game. Christy hit it over the bar. But Mikey Johnson being back and being fit for Celtic is a huge, huge bonus for us. And do you share the enthusiasm? I like him. He's a, a very good player. I mean, it's big for us, especially because uh, Lennon confirmed that Forrest isn't going to be back in time for the derby, which I don't think MD4 was going to be anyway. But no, it's uh, a real boost having Johnson back. I think he's a very good player. I really think he could get a run on the team because like having a player on that wing is something that we've really lacked. People have been talking about how much we've missed Forrest and this bad run we have, but I think that uh, Johnson is slightly underrated. And I don't actually think he'll start the cup final, for example. I think it's maybe too early for him, but I wouldn't be shocked to see him back in the team like uh, when in the games, like at the end of December. And it'll well, take him maybe a few weeks to get back to his best because that was only his first game since January. But it's another bonus, and oh, it's been a week of bonuses for Celtic. And I really hope that he manages to uh, kick on this season because if he plays well, he could uh, play a big part in this winning run that we need to go on. Definitely, and we just have to hope that he's managed properly as well. He can't just be rushed back, of course. I think just a wee cameo Aye. appearances off the bench will do him the world of good. Cotton Wool, as they say. Right, so moving ahead then, John. The run ahead. We have Hearts in the Cup, as we've discussed. But then we have three, and I'm touching wood here, relatively easy games in the league, where it's Ross County, Hamilton and Dundee United. Now, all three of those teams lost this weekend. Not that that actually matters for anything, because St Johnston and Ross County had uh, not so great run. I mean, St Johnston were all right, I guess. Ross County actually lost at Rugby Park. Listen, Johnston could beat Av Livingston. Christ. The big long unbeaten run that I'd bigged up came to an end. Well, that's what it did. Well, it's thought about when we were playing Ross County, they'd been beat at Rugby Park off oh, a 10 men, Kilmarnock, 3-1. <laughs> so that, that counted for nothing. So Ross County, Hamilton and Dundee United's defeats May well be irrelevant by the time we play them. But yeah, they all lost this weekend. Have you got any concerns about the games? Ross County's got to be at home. Hamilton's away and Dundee United's at home as well. Hamilton's a plastic pitch and we're usually ropey on plastic pitches. So that's my only real concern. But if we're smart, we should have won uh, six games in a row by the time we go to Ibrox. That's what we're all hoping. That's what we need. That's what the manager needs. I mean, if we're smart and sensible and play to our strengths. I really can see is dropping points to Ross County or Hamilton or Dundee That may be famous last words. You're not going to ask me about I think. Well, you've already said that you think we're going to go on a, a big massive run. You didn't say it in the pod, you said it in private, that we're going to go on this big long run that we're going to win at Ibrox. We're going to storm the league. Do you stick by that? Put me in the spot now, brother. But yeah, I... Right, I don't know, the Ibrox thing might have been a watch shoot. Oh. I, th- <laughs> I think we're going to beat Hearts, and I think we'll win our games against Ross County, Hamilton and Dundee United. I don't know what's going to happen with Rangers in terms of what points they'll drop or what type of performances they'll put in, because by all accounts, they weren't brilliant against Dundee United today, but they grounded it out. Well, they did. They're allowed to elbow players and all and get yellow cards. 
So. Of course, is that a bit, so we're up against the, the we're up against again the, this season, eh? Exactly. That's why we've been crap this season. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I might have known. Right, we'll have to write a couple of strongly worded letters to the SFA as well. <sighs> email, my but, email's getting sent in the morning. No, I said, like, December the 10th, I said it could be the thing that saves the 10th. That was what, what I was saying to you, because it was such a huge win against Lille. The players would have got a lot of confidence. And today, like, getting into that second half at 0-0, in the last couple of weeks, the players would have been dreading getting back out. They didn't look like that. They started really, really, really brightly. Um, in the first five minutes, we created three chances and we broke down Kilmarnock, who I know they were awful, but we still had to break them down and we did it. And we didn't make a fuss. We didn't go overboard when we won either. So the players look as if they're focusing now on the Hearts game. And I think we'll have a, we've not got any Europe to worry about anymore. That's done. We can just now focus solely on one game at a time. And after we dispose of Hearts, which I strongly believe we will, I think we're going to go on a run in the league and then let's focus on January after we've got nine points out of nine. I think we'll beat Hearts as well. I saw them a couple weeks ago against Morton. You don't sharp about that? They weren't much cope. That was my first football game in more than a year. What a moment. I'll never forget. I'll never forget <laughs> Stephen Naismith shouting about not getting a pass. Are you surprised that we didn't schedule the Aberdeen game for this week? Uh, a wee bit, yeah. A wee bit, especially with Rangers and League Cup duty and all that as well, to try and put the pressure on them, I am. But I think, um, I, I really thought we would. I'm surprised. I mean, I thought it would have, because we're back this, we're on this decent run, and um, they must want the players, like, prepared 100% for the cup final. But I think it would have been a good idea to play it. I mean, it'd be one less game when it fit into the schedule we've got after Christmas. And I'm a bit surprised, but. Oh well, can't get about that now. If only you were the head scheduler, John, of this football league, everything would just run smoothly according to you because your preparation and your organisation is flawless, of course. Well, I would have changed the next derby a Sunday because it's a Saturday and I'm going to be working. So. Sponsored by Forbidden Planet as well, no doubt. Uh, I don't know, the comics are a bit too dear. <laughs> Although, do I say many freebies? So, uh, give them a plug. I hear, listen, what? speaking of a plug, you better not ah, forget yes. we've got that ch- charity thing. Go. Take the lead, please. Right, okay. Uh, a Celtic state of mind. One of the leading Celtic podcasts that are actually very good. Paul John Dykes, the guy in charge. And uh, next week, he's doing a Celtic state of mind quadruple treble charity weekender. There goes a live 24 hour podcast, would you believe, on the 19th and 20th of December. Imagine that. Imagine if we done a 24 hour podcast. I mean, one hour is even too much for us. John, you fall asleep after an hour. That's true. That's true. It's uh, for four causes uh, that are sort of close to Celtic, I'd say. Rock Talk, the Food Fact, Friends Food Bank, Children First and Help for the Homeless. If you want to donate to the Quadruple Treble Charity Weekender, go on to gofundme.com and type in A-C-S-O-M and that should be the first result. Or you can like go on their Twitter more information as well, if you go to at Paul John Dykes, the guy in charge, he'll be plugging it all the time. And what's happening is, on these 24 hours, there's going to be a Celtic podcast on with him for each one of these 24 hours. And we're one of the podcasts. And we're not going to get a chance to do anything or edit anything or rehearse anything. We're going to be live on the spot. Are you going to buckle under the pressure, John, or are you going to bring your A-game? I'll probably drink, so we'll just need to see what happens. <laughs> do we even know? I don't think we know if it's going to be the... The Saturday or the Sunday yet, do we? I'm going to be unavailable for like the early on in the Saturday, so hopefully it's not just a, 
uh, Stevie solo podcast. Uh, Hopefully not. Am I, am I am I ego? Couldn't they take that? Huge the ego god. What a nightmare that'd be. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> uh, a great cause. There's loads of other Celtic podcasts like the Cynic, Etims, the Griddled uh, Team podcast. It's uh, going to be a sensational build up to the cup final. And the Grand Old Podcast are going to be available as well, lest we forget. Ah, as I mentioned them, Grand Old Podcast. Ah, well, you mentioned it terribly, you hardly pronounced them properly. I forgot their name, that's it. The Grand Old, Pod- <laughs> the Grand Old Podcast, The Cynic, E-Tims, and loads of others, which I haven't got the name of because I can't find it on Twitter. But uh, no, if you go on to gofundme.com and type in A-C-S-O-M, that's the first result for the quadruple uh, treble charity weekend and so far they've raised over £5,000 which is very good going and don't forget Celtic were of course founded as a charitable organisation and that's what Celtic's all about so support that and listen to our appearance next week I'm sure we'll, we'll update it on the podcast on the Twitter feed when we find out when we're going to be on Unbelievable John, Children in Need is going to be on next gig but look Try and not leave this podcast for that just yet. You're needed till the end of the season, all right? Thank you, brother. Now, like, I just want to do a shout-out about how Celtic have won two games in a row. We're out of Tier 4 now. That's Michael right. Johnson, it, aye, Michael Johnson is back. And also, do you know what's out in a couple of days, John? What's that? Tenet. Tenet in a row? Oh, very good. For fuck's sake. Yeah, I think, um, so that's the end of gig pod, right? The, the podcast is folded after John's terrible joke there. But no, everybody, <laughs> everybody should be watching this movie at least three times. It's a sci-fi epic, and it's going to be this generation's Blade Runner. And I take it you haven't seen Tenet, no? No, I've not seen it, but I recall that when uh, the last part of the Dark Knight trilogy came out, you were similarly hyped to the moon, and then you didn't even like it that much. It's just not about time travel, it's about time inversion, and I love, I'm a Nolan mark as well. But, honestly, in a couple of days' time, Tenet is out. Wasn't there a colossal failure at the box office, but the pandemic obviously made sure that it wasn't a an overwhelming success, but I'm hoping people, all our wonderful listeners, will do it some justice and buy it on Amazon, because truly, <laughs> if I think it's amazing, and clearly it is, and I'm right, and I've been right about everything recently, so do yourself a favour and uh, watch Tenet. What, do I get to plug some I've bought as well? No, you don't. Buy the new Bruce Springsteen album, it's brilliant. This has been episode 13, I'm Stevie, thanks a lot for listening, as always, we're on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Podcast Addict. Pretty much everywhere that you do listen to podcasts are available, so give us a rating and a review, whatever you can as well. It would help us out, uh, and we'll be back for episode 14 very soon. John, the floor is yours to say to you. Right, thanks for listening as usual, everybody, and don't forget to listen to us on the Celtic State of Mind uh, charity Twitter for our podcast. We'll let you know on Twitter when we're going to be on that next Saturday or Sunday, but we'll speak to you all soon, and hail, hail.
Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.